This is our league, and this is your league. From the 55-yard line on CFL America Radio and the Sports History Network. Canadian football is a magic show, a century-old spectacle, grown men battling to cross a line drawn in the dirt. It is a game filled with heroes, great players and great teams, bringing championship pride to their faithful fans. The field is a battleground where skill and determination are the tools of the trade. It is a game that has grabbed the nation by the heart. An annual struggle becomes an epic battle as teams fight for the ultimate glory. The chance to hold the Grey Cup and become forever known as a champion. football game. Although the game was only a few years old, it was an instant hit and teams sprung up across the nation's capital. In 1925 and 26, it was the Senators who brought Ottawa Grey Cup championships. And in 1940, the Rough Riders captured the only Grey Cup final to be decided in a two-game total point series. Eleven years later, at Toronto's Varsity Stadium, the Rough Riders faced their namesakes from Saskatchewan. That day, it was the Eastern Riders who rode to victory as they brought Ottawa a fourth Grey Cup championship. Through the 50s, Rough Riders football was the top game in town and Ottawa's Lansdowne Park was the place to be. Lansdowne Park uh, in the early 50s uh, only held about uh, maybe 12,000. It was an old uh, steel girder type of park and uh, on the opposite side near the canal, they didn't have any stands in those days. People would park in their cars there and stand kind of on the sidelines. And, and uh, I think, uh, you know, a good crowd for us in those days was about 10,000. We'd have about nine in the, in the grandstand and maybe another thousand hanging around the, the sidelines. While the crowds filled Lansdowne Park, they saw little on-field success. Then, in 1956, the Riders signed the scholarly-looking Frank Clare, a coach who'd won two Grey Cups with the Toronto Argonauts. Frank Clare, first of all, was one of the greatest coaches ever in the league. 
The guy was really, really bright. And uh, the thing that I, I like so well about him, he had just a little bit of a, a different slant on football. It was speed, quickness, high athletic skills out of quarterbacks and, and running backs and receivers. In Ottawa, Claire found a player who was a perfect fit for his high-skill, high-speed offense. All-purpose all-star, Bobby Simpson. Bobby had hands like dinner plates. He could catch anything that was thrown anywhere near him. He was a leader. Uh, he, he'd play quarterback. He'd do anything. Bobby was uh, the spokesman for the team on and off the field, and he was just a great character, uh, beside being a great football player. And I think that, uh, you know, Bobby uh, was uh, the Ottawa Rough Riders for many years. Coach Frank Clare had been brought in to turn the Rough Riders into a winning team. And while they did begin to show signs of improvement, the turning point came in 1958 with the signing of a Canadian from McMaster University, Russell Stanley Jackson. When I first went to Ottawa and, and went there out of McMaster University, I, I did not go there with the idea of making the team as a starting quarterback or anything like that. I made it as a defensive back. I got put into the job as quarterback because of injuries. And I was in the right place at the right time because they were running an offense that Rush Jackson knew how to run to a team because I'd run it all through university. As a quarterback, Jackson was a constant threat with both outstanding speed and a powerful arm. And when he needed help to move the ball, he turned to a player who still holds the CFL single game rushing record, running back Ron Stewart. When we looked at him, here comes uh, a little fire plug walking out there, you know, 5'6", five, 5'7", five, whatever, whatever height he was at the time. And uh, uh, everybody wasn't very impressive looking, but when he got the football under his arm and we got into scrimmages, we found out all about him. I was always the smallest guy in the field, so you were... Everybody kind of looked at you and said, who is this little guy? But I, I guess when you're, when you're shorter than the rest of the people, there is a, sort of a burning desire to get out there and maybe knock some big guy on his butt just to show them that you can, that you can play. Ron Lancaster joined the Ottawa Rough Riders in 1960. With Russ Jackson already a proven talent, his arrival gave coach Frank Clare two star quarterbacks on the roster. I really did not know who Russ Jackson was, except that when I got there, I found out he was a starting quarterback. And for some reason or other, uh, my locker was right beside him, so I got to know him very well. And uh, even though we were competitors and we both were young in our careers, uh, we got along very well. Ronnie and I handled it, I think, as, as well as you could. We were both young kids. We both wanted to play football. We both desperately wanted to be the starting quarterback and we didn't know who was going to start the game until after the pregame warm-up and, and I found that very difficult to prepare yourself like as a quarterback it's one of those positions you have to prepare yourself to to start the game and, and have thought through the game plan and so on but we would get equal number of snaps during the practice of the week no one would get favored to get all the snaps or anything and we'd go we'd lock her beside each other and Barney'd say to me, or I'd say to him, do you know what you're starting? Nope, hasn't said anything to me. I can remember many times standing on the sidelines just before kickoff, and Russ would be standing there, and one of us would say to the other one, are you starting? 
we, we still didn't know until the ball was kicked off. And we would say then, well, yeah, coach told me I was starting, and that might be the first time you've heard about it. So uh, we, we got along well, and uh, we were successful. In the 1960 playoffs, the Ottawa Roughriders defeated the Toronto Argonauts in a two-game total points Eastern Final. Having earned a trip to the Grey Cup, the Riders traveled west of Vancouver's Empire Stadium, where they faced the Western champion Edmonton Eskimos. That day, Russ Jackson and Ron Lancaster shared quarterbacking duties as they led the powerful Ottawa attack. But while Jackson and Lancaster were the team's marquee players, a fumble recovery by veteran lineman Kay Vaughn made him the hero of the day. I'd never um, scored a point. Not a touchdown, but I'd never scored a point. And, uh, uh, you know, a lineman doesn't get much glory. And uh, this was kind of the, the crowning achievement of my uh, 18 years in football. To go out there uh, and beat the favorites, as Edmonton was certainly the favorites. I guess the law of averages was on our side that day and um, we managed to uh, we managed to win. Now if we'd gone back and played them again the next day, they, they might have beaten us. It was that, uh, that close a, a game. In 1963, Ron Lancaster was traded to Saskatchewan, leaving Russ Jackson as the team's number one quarterback. His primary target became second year receiver, Whit Tucker. He was my favorite receiver because I knew where he was going to be. You, you develop a confidence in somebody after a little bit of time, and I knew where Witt was going to be. And he was one of those guys that had that. He looked like he was running full speed with the long stride, but there was still another gear. Uh, we had a great rapport the last four or five years I played. And we used to stay after practice every night for at least a half an hour uh, and, and throw, do cuts, throw passes. And so we got to know each other quite well. And he got to trust me, I believe, and I got to trust him. During the 1966 playoffs, tragedy struck the Ottawa Roughriders, the sudden death of assistant coach Bill Smith. Arriving in Vancouver for the Grey Cup game, the grief-stricken Ottawa team was unable to match the intensity of Ron Lancaster and the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Having gone to the funeral the week of the final games, and having played Hamilton two real tough football games to, to get to the Grey Cup in Vancouver, um, I think we were emotionally spent. It was a very special time and uh, it affected all of us. That was a sad affair. And we went out and I think, uh, I think we lost a lot of heart over, over Bill and that uh, uh, he, he was so close to all the players and I think that uh, we, we let him down that day. In the late 60s, the Rough Riders had it all. Talent, toughness, and an attitude that accepted nothing less than victory. Ultimate goal every time is to win a championship. Win the championship. That is a successful season. Anything else isn't successful. Especially in the CFL with only nine teams involved. Any team has a chance when they start the season to, to win that championship. When we went into a stadium, we knew we, we could win. And we were a winning team. We had the players for it. 
and we had the coaches at that time that uh, stress winning, we always stress winning and we had some key players on offense and defense that could carry us to winning the games and winning the, the cup. In 1968, Ottawa stormed through the East and into the Grey Cup against the Calgary Stampeders. In a classic showdown, Russ Jackson led the Rough Riders to a thrilling 24-21 victory over the Western champions. The 68 Grey Cup team, I believe, is the best team I ever played on and is one of the best teams ever played in the CFL. Uh, we had fantastic athletes and pound for pound, I think, the best team I ever played on, without question. While the Ottawa Rough Riders celebrated Grey Cup victory, quarterback Russ Jackson had more than football on his mind. I had told Frank Clair at the beginning of the season, this was my year, this was the year I was going to leave and get on with my career in education, spend more time with my family, and, and be something other than Russ Jackson the football. In his final Grey Cup battle, Russ Jackson faced former teammate Ron Lancaster and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He responded in dazzling fashion, throwing a record four touchdown passes in a 29-11 victory many consider the outstanding individual performance in Grey Cup history. We had control of the tempo. The games you know you have that. We know we can do what we want to do. And, and there was a, as I say, a calmness about me personally that I don't think I had in any of those other games. Now that calmness disappeared when the final whistle went. Russ is a good, he was a good football player and he, he knew how to play the game. And, and he, I don't know if he could have played much better than he did in that particular game. He drove us crazy, threw for four touchdowns, two of them to Stewart. And Russ always was a good runner and a competitor. And he, he was flying that day and he, he, he gave us a lesson. Grey Cup MVP, two Shenley Awards, and the Order of Canada. The perfect farewell for the great Russ Jackson. In 1970, Frank Clare moved to the front office. Jack Goda took his place on the sidelines and put a new stamp on Ottawa football. Its colors, black and blue. Well, football is a contact sport. <laughs> and I've always would encourage the guys to have a lot of contact in the game and the fact that I also had little bonus plans in for extra hard hits on the opposition. <laughs> and, and guys loved that. In other words, they, they, they just loved the idea that, hey, it's going to be just a little bit better. Let's, let's be a punishing type team. And then the point that I'd always make, hey, especially so because as it gets colder into the end of the season here, when people come into Ottawa to play, I said, really, really, let's knock them cold in the cold. We didn't have a, a, a bunch of good athletes. We had a team that played together and played hard. We had a great defense. So if we scored a couple touchdowns or you know, one touchdown or three field goals, we'd win the ball game. Everybody thought they were a dirty team, but they weren't a dirty team. They were a rough, hard-hitting football team. and. Uh, Football is a rough game, and you see people getting hit the way they get hit. You say it's a dirty play, but it's no, it's all part of the game. I think they were just a real rough, tough, tumble football team. Playing with a rugged style that earned them the nickname the Capital Punishment Gang, the Ottawa defense was tough to beat. And Jerry Organ bolstered the offensive attack as he kicked his way to the 1973 league scoring title. That year, the Grey Cup featured an Ottawa-Edmonton matchup 
At Toronto's CNE Stadium, Jack Goda unleashed his capital punishment gang on the Western champion Eskimos. Their primary target, quarterback Tom Wilkinson. That team went after Tom. No matter where he was, they'd hit him. They'd take a 15-yard penalty to get him, to hurt him and get him out of the game. They were a, a tough, tough group on that side of the line. And they came to play and they, they went after the quarterback. They were a very physical team. And, and that particular year, uh, their defensive end, Wayne Smith, had a cast on his arm to go along with the fact that he was pretty physical anyway. And one of the plays over by the sideline early in the game, he, uh, he used that cast pretty good on me. And I was a little bit uh, rocky and went out of the game. With Wilkinson on the sidelines, quarterback Rick Cassetta led Ottawa to a 22-18 triumph, and the Rough Riders celebrated another Grey Cup championship. The victory marked the end of an era for Ottawa. The following season, the team had a new head coach, former Rough Rider defensive back George Brancato. 74 and 75 were, you know, transition years for, for the Ottawa Football Club. Uh, 75, of course, uh, Tommy Clements and Conridge Holloway came into the team, uh, came onto the team, and uh, also a guy named Tony Gabriel, who was, you know, an outstanding player. Conrad Holloway and Tom Clemens shared the quarterbacking duties, but both understood what they had in former Hamilton star Tony Gabriel, a big target who could make the big catch. Tony could uh, maneuver really well, and, and, and he was such a great competitor, and he could run all day. He was... He was unbelievable, and being the way he was as far as his intelligence and things, how he read coverages and, and found holes, and, and the relationship he had between Tommy Clements and Conridge, is, uh, it was just fun to watch him play. When I went up into uh, the capital city in 1975, being part of the Ottawa Rough Riders, I had no idea how great the fans were. In the South Stands in particular, they were rabid, uh, and, and, and uh, supportive and uh, at the same time uh, win or lose uh, they they came out to watch us play in 1976 Tony Gabriel and the Ottawa Rough Riders defeated the Hamilton Tiger Cats in a hard-fought Eastern final earning a trip to Toronto to face Ron Lancaster and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in a seesaw battle second-year quarterback Tom Clemens played like a veteran as his team battled back from a 10-point deficit in the dying seconds of the game, Ottawa still trailed by four, but everything changed with a Clemens to Gabriel touchdown strike that Ottawa fans still remember as the catch. I was standing in front of the bench watching the game, and there goes the pass out to Tony, and I, I see he's wide open. And in fact, uh, I was running out on the field before he caught the ball because I was going to run down there and catch it for him. He was so wide open. If you're going to run a last-minute, last-second play, and you're the Ottawa Rough Riders in 1976 with Tom Clements at quarterback and Tony Gable as your premier receiver that does everything for you, the ball's probably going to go to him. Everybody in Canada plus everybody in our bench knew that he's going to Tony Gabriel. And we had a defense designed where we were supposed to double-team Gabriel coming off the line while we were in the wrong defense and we couldn't get the double on him. So he gets off the line free and he goes to the corner. I look back and I could see that ball just keep coming down uh, my way. And it took so long, but I remember concentrating and watching that ball all the way in. 
Final score, 23-20. A dramatic victory for coach George Brancato. And for the Ottawa Rough Riders, a celebration that never grows old, hoisting the Grey Cup. In 1981, the 5-11 Rough Riders were a surprise to win the East. In the Grey Cup, they were given no chance against the three-time defending champion Edmonton Eskimos. But with J.C. Watts a quarterback, Ottawa stormed to a 20-1 halftime lead. We came out really fired up because everybody expected us to be... We were like 25-point underdogs. You can go to a bookie and get 25 points on the game, but... Uh, the team came fired up, and uh, we took a, uh, a commanding lead in the football game. I can uh, certainly remember the ecstatic uh, uh, Eastern crowd when we were winning 20 to 1 at halftime, and we shouldn't have showed up for the second half. Edmonton quarterback Warren Moon shook off a miserable first half with a masterful second. While the Eskimos were suddenly putting points on the board, the Rough Riders began to crumble under the pressure. With three seconds on the clock, the game remained tied when a Dave Cutler field goal ended Ottawa's dreams of Grey Cup victory. That was a very disappointing loss because our guys played so hard and we did so many things well and it just wasn't meant to be that year. And uh, uh, But it was a heck of a Grey Cup game. Although no one knew it at the time, the 1981 loss would be the Ottawa Rough Riders' last trip to the Grey Cup. Over the next 15 years, the team saw little success. Changes in ownership, mismanagement, and poor on-field performances took a toll on the once proud franchise. And by the close of the 1996 season, the Rough Riders had played their final game in Ottawa. The biggest surprise to me was when Ottawa lost its franchise. That, that was shocking to me. And yet, I don't blame the fans. The fans were always there. They wanted football. And to me, it, it wasn't the fan base that caused the loss of the franchise. When the Rough Riders left town, it, it, it was because they had bad ownership. One bad owner after another who hired one coach who couldn't get it done, and the player exchange was absolutely incredible. But even to the very end, even at the very end of the Rough Rider era, there were still enthusiastic fans in the stand. In 2002, die-hard fans celebrated the return of the game to the nation's capital. The arrival of the Renegades relit the torch of Ottawa football. And as their colors honor the past, the team builds for the future. The continued tradition of the CFL in Ottawa. Ottawa's a great football town. Tremendous enthusiasm. Everybody's happy. Football's back in Ottawa. Whether it's called the Rough Riders or the Renegades, everybody is happy. I was so glad that there's, there's football back in, in, in the capital. When I went to that opening game uh, of the Renegades, I mean, it was just breathtaking to see that place full and to see from the opening kickoff to the end of that game. Those fans were just up, way up here throughout that entire two and a half hours. And, and to me, the culture is there. They love their football, and I know they will always support a football team.